0: yes y'all and you don't stop freak freak y'all yeah what's going on uh recording this a little early because i got a little bit of work to get to today um but it's saturday april 24th and you know what that means it is time for the high risk wrestling podcast i am your host i am the head of the table I am Jeremy Pierce. Welcome, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we've kind of got a busy show today. Uh, last week we talked about the worst, the worst main events in WrestleMania history and why they weren't that great, and what should have been the main event, which should have closed the show. So today we're talking about why Takeover matters more than wrestlemania why takeovers now are just important i apologize that is my alarm that sucks i'm sorry about that but (laughs) we're just gonna leave it in and we're gonna flow because i gotta i gotta roll with this thing today but for now you know what's next hit my music Now, this has kind of been a strong um, news news week. Uh, As you know, there were releases last week, so we're going to dive into just a little bit more. But let's just start. Um, WWE, they canceled plans for an all-female faction starring Chelsea Green, Vanessa Bourne, and and Santana Garrett. Now, as you know, I'm a fan of all three of these women. As you also know, Chelsea Green was released last week, Vanessa Bourne and Santana Garrett have been called up to the main roster and they have yet to be used totally surprised that they weren't released Um, for some reason the WWE more importantly, more specifically Vince McMahon doesn't like factions sorry weird inflection he doesn't like factions as you can see he broke up the hurt business whereas AEW they ride and dying with factions and the last female faction I could think of was the riot squad then that's about it so once again Vince going to Vince fuck him he's a cunt now how that how did WWE choose to release the people that they released well they released people that they weren't using but you should have been using them. How do you Samoa Joe was literally calling WrestleMania and was gearing up for an ring return. you released him. you released the iconics of Chelsea Green. your' women's roster on your main your woman's roster on the main roster is already not doing well. You don't have any tag teams and you released the bonafide fide tag team. Don't give me this crap about about they weren't being used. you chose not to use them. You chose not to use their talents. Once again, this goes back to Vince Man and Kevin Dunn. Fuck both of them. If I could punch both of them in their face and just give them a talking to, I would. The Dirty Bee, they are obviously paying attention to AEW's viewership numbers as this is the second week in a row. AEW has topped um, 1.2 million viewers. And now that AEW is unopposed, this m- may continue. Um... It's weird, right? See what happens when you don't really have any competition and <sighs> now that AEW's top of one, one million viewers you had Jericho on the smoking skull broken skull sessions, it's just like well maybe we could do something about that maybe we could have, you know, used some of these wrestlers to um, you know, fight back now they can't Impact or is, Impact Wrestling is gearing up to bolster bulk up their knockouts division in the next few months um, like I reported before Taylor Wilde one of my favorite knockouts during the early knockout days will be making return to the company and now there are f- four there are four highly talented women waiting as Nevea has left the company Mickey James and Chelsea Green are former knockouts champions, so it wouldn't it would make all the sense in the world for them to go back. And then there's the iconics, um, Jesse K and Cassie Lee, formerly Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. So I'm I'm waiting to see who exactly Impact will sign. I am really excited about that. Because um, remember, we did a whole show about how their knockouts division has was the women's revolution. They started it, not the WWE. And don't let the WWE keep giving you that false narrative. As for one of the wrestlers released, former knockouts champion, WWE Women's Champion, Mickey James, reveals her next career move. And I quote that, if you're wondering what I'm doing next, the answer is quite simple. Everything they said, I couldn't. Mickey wanted to wrestle. Last match we saw her in was the women's championship match she had against Oscar, which was very, very good because these are two very, very good wrestlers. And we want to see Mickey wrestle. She stated in another interview that she felt pigeonholed in the company as she was comfortably uncomfortable. And they just wasted her. Wasted, wasted, wasted a... Way uh, a legend How many legends that you know are still wrestling Today between the men And the women you got Jericho Christian Mickey um, Tommy Dreamer Jazz just finally retired So there aren't that many true legends Wrestling Rey Mysterio and by the way The Miz is a legend at this point I'm just letting you know that Put some respect on his name The two superstars have quietly switched brands. Um, and those are former retribution members, Mickey, uh, Mickey. Mia Yim and Shane Thorne. I don't know what's going to happen with Shane Thorne as he was kind of just drifting, drifting, drifting until he got to retribution. Um, Mia Yim's different. We've seen Mia Yim. We know the talent that she has. We know how good Mia Yim is. Um, I'm excited to see her finally wrestle because I don't believe she had a match while she was with Retribution. Uh, if you've noticed something on d- WWE television, there's been um, kind of the same people being used all throughout the show and that's because there is a COVID outbreak on Raw right now. And it looks like it might even touched on SmackDown because SmackDown's kind of been doing the same thing. Obviously, the, the, the E, they don't let you know about what's going on, but Hopefully, everybody's, you know, getting healthy, being better, and we'll be moving on. Ronda Rousey is pregnant. She is four months pregnant, I believe. She announced that she's pregnant with her husband, Travis Brown. So, if you wanted to see Ronda come back in the ring, might be another year. um, This is something she really, really, really wanted. She wanted to start a family. So, Congratulations to Rhonda and Travis Brown. Daniel Bryan, his contract is expiring soon. Um, hmm. So with his contract expiring, uh, it's up in September. We'll see how he's being pushed. We'll see what kind of storylines he's got, got going on for him. This is interesting. We'll keep our ears to the ground on this one. Natalya is the one who fought for the women to get more matches on the card. As remember, remember, we only were going to have the two women's championship matches. And we ended up getting both Raw SmackDown Women's Championship matches, the tag team turmoil match, and the tag team championship match. This is once again a veteran doing, doing her thing, making it known that she cares. Natalya's great. Natalia, Natalia, Natalia is great. Um She should have been awarded with her and Tamina winning. Period. So, back to Mickey James. This is, this is the Mickey James show. And as I'm looking at this uh headline photo, Mickey James is so fine. Oh god. She's married to I remember she's married to Nick. Oh, this not I believe that is the uh yeah, that's the um nwa world champion the Aldis. anyway so mickey received a care package it was her things in a trash bag yeah now you're wondering wait what so yeah so remember wrestlers travel and they carry you know those little mini traveling shelves or whatever they use for their stuff Mickey stuff was sent back to her in a trash bag. That's how much they cared about her. And apparently, it's not the first time they happened. This has happened. They fired the man who did this. His name is Mark Carano, and he's kind of—he's kind of been known as a scumbag. And he's not the only fire. There's actually been more firings within the company as Vince wants new, fresh blood in the company. But again, he won't listen to them. But Mark Carano has actually. Done this before many in the company have felt great remorse over what's going on, what happened actually. Um, Gail Kim, the legend that she is, came out and said, Mark is not a good human being. She's like, I such this is this is her to kind of. She constantly trashes the DV, but for good reason, they totally disrespected her. And Mark Carano is one of those people. Who did it. So it's good to see him going. But but wait, 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 wait. There's more. There is more. Mark Carano could actually be brought back to the company because he knows where all the bodies are buried. And that's not a good thing. He could easily expose the, the WWE for a lot of just crap that they've done. When it comes to this issue, Mickey James came out with a lengthy statement. You can check it out. It was on her Twitter. And if you want more, go on um the squared circle subreddit and Mark Carano's ex-fiancé's husband has an AMA as he knows the man personally and he 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 was answering questions and some good shit, some good good shit. But that is the that is the news for the week and uh, we'll be right back. Let's get to the week in review for our shows, and I'll be honest with you, uh, this has kind of been a tough week, not in the sense of quality, it's just that Raw is so bad, and rarely does the week now start off on a high note and that's not good so let's talk about it um, Raw opened up with the Drew McIntyre MVP saying the same shit that they always say every week and uh, Drew got attacked by Mason T-Bar for whatever reason we still don't know why uh, Drew thinks MVP is working with Mason T-Bar and MVP's like yo um for Retribution for months so why would I work with them?" but this is wrestling anything happened we had a backstage segment with um with Randy and Riddle Riddle suggests they become a team since they're neither one of them do anything and they call the team RK bro this led to a match between the two Matt Riddle won now mind you advertised for the show was Randy versus Braun and we never got that and this is not the first time the Dirty B has advertised the match. that is completely not going through with it for whatever reason, with no explanation at all. Before the uh, Randy uh, thing, Charlotte came out cutting on the promo, the same shit that she's been saying for the last few weeks. She's calling herself the opportunity. Now she's really dived into this heel persona. She calls out Rhea and Oscar, and then she talks down to Oscar. Um, okay. Uh, Drew McIntyre faced was facing T-Bar and Mace in a handicap match. This led to Braun coming out to help Drew for whatever reason and then the match ended in a DQ as Drew unmasked Mace and T-Bar and beat them with, beat them up with the mask. So yeah, we did not acknowledge that this is Dominic Dijakovic or Dio Madden continuity right Damien Priest beat the Miz after a Miz TV segment with uh, Miz and Maurice, and Asuka beat Charlotte with an assist from Rhea after the match Charlotte snaps and beats up a ref, Charlotte is suspended, I skipped over a lot I skipped over a lot for this show uh, more than usual and that's because Raw is bad AJ and Omos weren't, this is the second week in a row they weren't on the show huh? Now I hope it's not due to the COVID outbreak, but Raw is not a fun show to watch. It gets a D, we're moving on. NXT. Um the show opened up with Kyle O'Reilly and Cameron Grimes. As Grimes wants to get all of the uh wants to get all of the Undisputed Era's intellectual property. This led to a match for them later in the evening and I hope this doesn't become a recurring theme because this is what they do on the main roster where they have an opening segment Which leads to the main event match, which means you didn't have a main event match scheduled That's not good. NXT always tells you what the main event is going to be um, we're testing out Kyle as the baby face, seeing what he's Going to really go go ahead with LA Knight beat Dexter Loomis um, Loomis is still doing this thing with Indy, but t- it's it's fine um, LA Knight needed to win. Dexter can suffer a loss. He's still also feuding with the Way, and then there's so Indy and Candace trying to get another Texan title shot, but Indy's also smitten with excuse me. Indy's also smitten with Loomis and then Bronson Reed wants another United States United States North American championship match. So it's a lot. The Way are like all over the show. Um Frankie Monet Interrupted E.O. Shirai's interview with Beth Phoenix. Um, Frankie, she just said the same thing that She's been saying um, She's at the top And she's coming So I figure While is going to take some time off She's going to put over Frankie Monet And on her way out Which is fine I'm cool with that Sarai beat Zoe Stark In her first match on the brand Really good match um, Tony Storm attacks uh, Zoe after the match So they've still got some issues I really thought Tony's going to get caught up to the main roster I'm hoping Tony um, loses this feud to Zoe Stark and then gets caught up to the main roster. Kushida had an open challenge and he retained his Cruiserweight Championship against Oni Larkin. After the match, he was beat up by Legato until MSK came out to make the save. MSK still aren't over. It's not good. Mercedes Marcina's called out Reyna Gonzalez once again and saying that yo, I see that your girl I see that your girl uh Dakota's talking for you. So I'm gonna take her out. So now Mercedes vs. Dakota's gonna happen next week and in our main event. Kyle Riley beat Cameron Grimes. He had a stare down with uh Carrying Cross before the match It looks like he's looks like he's the next challenger for Carrying Cross. I hope Cross is a transitional champion. Um Yeah, NXT gets a B-minus. It was an enjoyable show. There are some still... I'm hoping it does become like the main roster. There wasn't a lot of talking, which is good. There was still quality wrestling. There were solid promos from many people. So, uh, NXT's been good. It's been solid. Over on AEW, it's a different story. It's always better than solid. And once again, it was. Um, Hangman, the show opened up with... uh, Hangman, I wrote Hangman. Hangman... Beat Ricky Starks in a solid matchup. And then later on in the evening, Christian beat um, Powerhouse Hobbs. And here's a very, very important question When was the last time Team Taz won a one on one match on Dynamite? I am sick and tired of them losing. It seems like everybody gets wins except for them. And I'm a big Ricky Starks fan. I think the guy has all the potential in the world. Penta beat Trent. That's how you say it, y'all. Um, just to continue their feud with the Dark Triangle and the Best Friends. Um, we had dual interview segments with uh, the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. And they were. this is just the build-up to Blood and Guts. And it looks like Blood and Guts is going to be a one-show match. So hopefully they can move some of the matches that they usually do on Dynamite. Put those on Dark and Dark Elevation. Sheeta retained her Women's Championship against Tay. Great, great match. She's, they went 20 minutes. Um, Britt came out afterwards. She's now the number one in the rankings. And she said she's coming. She's coming for Sheeta. And I hope Britt loses. Brit doesn't seem like a credible threat and an incredible challenge for Sheeta. sheeta has been the MVP. She's been champion for 330 plus days. Uh, you know me. I, I don't like Brit. And it's mainly because of her fans. So I hope Britt loses. QT Marshall beat Billy Gunn to continue the Nightmare Factory versus the Factory Feud. And in our main event, Darby Allin retained Against Jungle Boy, uh, he retained his TNT Championship After the match, they were attacked by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, Sting Made the save, and we're off uh, I probably skipped over a few things on AEW But that's okay, they kind of just go Go, 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 go. AEW gets a-. It's it's a- Rarely do I not enjoy Watching Dynamite it's a fact. And SmackDown, SmackDown opened up with talking as usual, and it was kind of a segment that just ran long, like literally these guys almost took the first hour, first whole hour up. Uh, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Seth Roman, and Jay Uso. The show opened up with Cesaro in the ring before you could talk. Seth came out, um, and then Jay, and then Daniel, and then Roman, and it's just this. Overall, this entire segment is literally used to to make Cesaro a star. Plain and simple, he's the focal point. Tamina beats Nia um, in a three-minute match. Reggie is back. Tamina continues to shine. But this was the only women's match on the show. It could have gone longer, at least five minutes. But uh, also, Nia and Shayna just lose one-on-one matches uh, a whole hell of a lot. Apollo Cruz retained his intercontinental Championship as he defended it against Kevin Owens. And uh it was just a random Aussie title match, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. Um KO had a little 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 you know, talk with uh Big E before the match. So we'll see where this goes. We kinda expand the Aussie title challenges. Alistair Black had a backstage promo. Not backstage, but it was like a Muttered than recorded drones, but he's he's like sitting down and he is telling a story and he started in chapter one. Now mind I'm totally surprised that he was not released. Totally, totally, totally surprised. Um So we'll see where this goes. Bailey and Bianca will be facing each other at Backlash as Bailey will be Bianca's first challenger for the SmackDown Women's Championship. The Mysterios beat Alpha Academy. Dominic continues to look good. He had a nice sliding sunset flip powerbomb uh, to Chad Gable to the outside of the ring onto the barricade. And in the main event segment, Roman finally came out and acknowledged Daniel and Cesaro as they taunted. Remember, so early in the show after they beat after they beat uh, Seth and Jay in the tag match, which they only won because Seth walked out on Jay, they taunted. Roman as Cesaro was swinging Jay, he swung Jay like sixty times. So next week we'll get a Universal Championship match between Roman and Daniel Bryan, and if Daniel loses, he we won't see him on SmackDown again. So we'll see where this goes. Daniel Bryan in NXT, I am all for it. Yes, I am. SmackDown so, gets a B minus again. This is one of the shows where they didn't use a lot of people, but if they didn't use a lot of people. Make the matches longer. So we had the long Aussie title match, but Tamina and Nia could have gone longer. You had Bailey on the show and Bianca on the show. Do something with them. Yeah, I mean, or you could have had you could have had Cesaro versus Jagan, and you could have Daniel versus Seth. Like, just be better. Be better. Our matches of the week: Sarai versus Obi Stark. Kyle Raleigh versus Cameron Grimes, the AEW Women's World Championship Akira Shida versus Tai Conte, the TNT Championship Darby Allin versus Jungle Boy, the Intercontinental Championship of Apollo Cruz versus Kevin Owens, and the Mysterios versus Alpha Academy. Also, to make a note on make a note on Dynamite. This is the second week in a row that Darby Allin has main evented the show. If the numbers hold so strong, he, he can clearly see yeah, the Hobie main eventing a lot more shows after this. But that's all we can review. We shall be right back. It is time for our, you know, our story of the day. With WrestleMania now being two weeks into the books, I thought we would end with a high note, right, for this month. NXT TakeOver. TakeOver, at this point, is constantly looked forward to. And that's because they put on great shows. Now, it's TakeOver has come a very, very long way. And um, our story today is about right around WrestleMania season, we always get a TakeOver. We always get a Mania, obviously. But the TakeOver is usually better than Mania. And TakeOver only has about five matches, if that. So... I'm going to let you know why TakeOver at this point is better than Mania. Not only is it better than Mania. You know what? The story was supposed to be why TakeOver is better than Mania. TakeOver is now better than most of the pay-per-views. Better than the big four. So instead of looking at TakeOver in a nutshell at Mania... Uh, I'm doing this on the fly at this point. We're going to look at TakeOver when it comes to... When it's near a a big WWE main event. One One of the big shows. So, TakeOver started in 2014 with NXT Arrival. It wasn't called TakeOver. The first show was just called NXT Arrival. And for that show, our main event was... Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas to crown the NXT, a new NXT champion. Let's look at that card for the first NXT uh, arrival. Six matches Cesar versus Sami Zayn, Mojo Raleigh versus CJ Parker. CJ Parker is now Juice Robinson in New Japan. The Ascension versus Too Cool, Grandmaster Sexy, and Scotty Tuhati. Paige versus Emma for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, The essential matches for the Tag Team Championship, Tyler Reed versus Xavier Woods, and Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas. Now, that's not a great card, per se, but it, it had solid matches, right? So when I originally wrote this, I had, we're going to get to it, so we're going to get to take over Dallas. But that was NXT Arrival. That was WrestleMania 30. Now, WrestleMania 30 was actually a good show. That was the Daniel Bryan winning it all show. Um, That was also, let me see. Yeah, that was the Daniel Bryan winning it all show. That actually wasn't a great card. Like, I'm looking back at WrestleMania 30, and it was bookended by Daniel Bryan. But, okay, yeah, Brock Taker, the women's match sucked. We had Cena Bray, and we know Bray lost. All right, so we're getting there, right? So let's move over to Takeover Fatal Four Way. This was after some. This came after SummerSlam. This came after a few weeks after SummerSlam. Our main event saw Adrian Neville defend the NXT Championship in a Fatal Four Way against Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze, and Sami Zayn. Also in the show, we had Charlotte and Bailey Boy Dempsey. Um, versus Mojo Riley, Enzo versus Sylvester LaFort, <laughs> Baron Corbin, CG Park. So you can see we're still in the early days of NXT, where the cards aren't as great as we think they'll be. Um, but over time, NXT grew, and this was Triple H's baby. So Triple H had needed a way to redeem himself for all the. Dumbass, ego, Eagle, Eagle maniacal shit he did on the main roster. So now we're in 2015. So there wasn't there wasn't a takeover close to Mania because we had Takeover Arrival, which was February 11th, but Mania came more than a month afterwards. So we'll jump down to Takeover Brooklyn, okay? TakeOver Brooklyn took place about three weeks before... Actually, no. Yeah, we're going to take over Brooklyn. TakeOver Brooklyn took, took place a day before WrestleMania. Okay? I mean, not WrestleMania. SummerSlam. So, we're going to compare the cards. So, let's take a look at the TakeOver Brooklyn card. All right? All right? The vaudeville uh, We had Jushin Lager versus Tyler Breeze. The villains versus Blake and Murphy for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, Apollo Cruz versus Ty Dillinger, Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin, Bailey versus Sasha, and Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens in the ladder match. Now, um, Vault Villains are no longer with the company. Neither is Blake. <laughs> Murphy's still there. Alexa Bliss is still there. Paulo Cruz is still there. Ty Dillinger is now gone. Samoa Joe is gone. Baron Corbin is still there. Bailey, Sasha, Finn, KO, right? We left this show thinking. Yes, Finn versus KO was good, but Sasha and Bailey were just doing her thing at this point. The show received wide, wide widespread critical acclaim. The first match on the show, Jushin Liger versus Tyler Breeze, was great. Like we forget how good Tyler Breeze is in the ring. Okay. We had a feel-good moment in the Vaud villains winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. Blue Pants is also Liver Bates in AEW. Who's also really, really good. I like Levin Bates. But more importantly, Sasha Bailey. Sasha Bailey. This was the real start of something amazing. Now let's take a look at that SummerSlam card. So TakeOver Brooklyn had six matches. SummerSlam had seven. I'm sorry, 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 not seven. Had 11, t- 10 matches. Sheamus versus Randy Orton. The New Day versus the Prom Tom Players versus Los Matadores versus the Lucha Dragons for the Tag Team Championships. And the prawn on players with the champions. I totally forgot that they were title, one titles. Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev, Neville, and Steven Amell beat King Barrett and Stardust. Ryback beat Big Show and The Miz in the Triple Threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns defeated uh, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Seth Rollins defeated John Cena. Winner takes all match. So Seth left with the world title and the United States Championship. Triple threat elimination tag team match as Becky Charlotte and Page beat Naomi Sasha and Tamina first in, and, the Bells, and the Bellas and the Bells and Alicia Fox. KO beat Cesaro, Taker beat Brock. Okay. This was um like I'm like I'm remembering this card. I'm trying to like think back. It doesn't stand out. I remember Seth and Cena. I remember Taker on Brock because I remember Brock giving Taker the finger as he was uh, passing out. Um, The show was bookended by the Cena match and the Taker match. So. It was like, OK, yeah, we're here. But the show never reached. The highlight of of takeover which took place the night before and there were there and this is this is where you started to see a trend of this is where you started to see a trend of takeovers constantly being considered better than uh than the previous show on the main roster period there are no if ands, or buts about it. So we move into 2016, right? So we have the true change where it started to really, you started to really see that change of this show is better than the main roster. So we have TakeOver Dallas and we have WrestleMania 32. And as always, let's start with the takeover card. We had American Alpha versus The Revival for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Oscar versus Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship and Finn Balor versus Joe. Five matches. Now you're thinking, "Okay, well, I don't like Baron Corbin." why should I care <sighs> takeover Dallas received critical critical claim for the entering action and the stories that they told so'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll just dive right into it Shinsuke Nakamura making his debut Versus Sami Zayn So before that match we had the Austin Aries Baron Corbin in the tag team title match. Great First of all the tag team title match had just beautiful beautiful wrestling as everybody in that ring are professionals to the utmost level But Sami versus Shinsuke, they called that match on the fly. That was the first time they had ever wrestled each other James Caldwell of the Pro Wrestling Torch gave the nakamura Sami Zayn match a 10 out of 5. That's how good that match was. Go and watch that match, and I dare you to find a better match in the WWE since then. I dare you. There's been some great one-on-one contests. I dare you to find a better match than than Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And they have not replicated that match in the case. I don't even think they fought each other again. It was, it was, it was, it reminded me of the old, of just Ring of Honor of New Japan. And then Asuka and Bailey had to follow that up. And the match started out slow, the crowd was worked. They were done, they were tired, but it grew and it grew and it grew and then then all of a sudden the crowd was into it and asuka and bailey are telling this amazing story asuka the undefeated powerhouse champion bailey this the plucky underdog and just and how would even get to the main event which was i mean obviously nakamura zayn was the match of the night but the main event was was good Baller and Joe Can go (sighs) Takeover Dallas Was An amazing show Right Let's get to Wrestlemania 32 Wrestlemania 32 Took place Two days afterwards Right (sighs) Ah Let's look at this card. Let's look at this card. It had twelve matches, three being on the pre-show. We're just going to skip the pre-show matches. All right. The show opened up with Zack Ryder winning the Aussie title in the ladder match versus KO, Ziggler, Miz, Sammy, Sin Cara, and Stardust. This was Sammy's second match in that weekend. Jericho beat AJ, I remember that match, that was, most people don't remember, AJ lost his first Wrestlemania match The League of Nations defeated The New Day Brock Lesnar defeated Dean Ambrose in a No Holds Bar Street fight, they're the same thing Charlotte, um Defeated Becky and Sasha to the crown of the new WWE Women's Championship, Women's Champion Taker beat defeated Shane in a Hell in a Cell match. Baron Corbin beat King. The Rock beat Eric Rowan. Baron, Baron Corbin beat King in the Alti the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And Roman Reigns defeated Triple H. So when you think of WrestleMania 32, what do you actually remember about the show? What sticks out? I'll tell you the first thing: the main event sucked ass. Sucked. Sucked. Triple H likes to have these long matches at WrestleMania instead of just he can never be in like a 10-minute sprint, 15 minutes at the most, and just go. Takeover Dallas occurred two days earlier. And it was seen as the superior wrestling show by far. WrestleMania is always expect as a spectacle. But I like it sucked 30 and it had some good moments. I was happy that Zack Ryder won the Aussie title, even though he lost it the next night on Raw. Um, Jericho AJ was good. Brock. Oh, we supposed we were supposed to have this blood match between Brock and Dean Ambrose. That match was horrible because Brock didn't want to bleed. Brock didn't want to go all out. And at this point, Roman Reigns wasn't the head of the table. So 32 is trash. Taker wins again. Let's move on to... How about let's move on to um Brooklyn 2 and SummerSlam. Okay. Brooklyn 2, SummerSlam. Let's look at the Brooklyn 2 card, shall we? Pre-show, Todd Dillinger beat Wesley Blake. Rusty Blake had a one-on-one match on a card. He was clearly drifted. The Authors of Pain defeated TM61. Nick Miller and Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne is still with the company. Nick Miller is no longer with the company. He's in New Japan. Main card. Austin Aries beat Way Jose. Ember Moon beat Billy Kay. Bobby Roode defeated Adrian C. And Almas. The Revival defeated DIY to retain the tag team championships asuka beat bailey again and shinsuke nakamura defeated samoa joe so like originally i'm looking at this card i'm thinking okay i'm not super impressed obviously the last three matches are booking the show the last three matches carry carry the show because diy the revival chef's kiss asuka bailey once again and shinsuke and joe so i'm thinking myself okay this is Solid show. SummerSlam 2016. As we compare the shows. 12 matches, three on the pre-show. Uh we can skip the pre-show. Let's go to the main card. Jericho and KO beat Enzo and Cass. S- Charlotte defeated Sasha to win the women's championship. Miz defeated Apollo Cruz. To retain the IC title AJ beat John Cena The Good Brothers defeated The New Day by DQ Dean Ambrose beat Dolph Ziggler Nikki, Natalya, and Alexa Bliss beat Becky, Naomi, and Ka- uh, Huh? Demon Finn defeated Seth To become the United Universal Championship and Universal Champion and Brock beat um, Randy by TKO Huh. See, this is tough because I think this this right here is a push. I remember I remember for the most part, I remember the shot. I remember uh AJ and John Cena being amazing. And Finn and Seth being amazing. Other than that, this card is not memorable. Charlotte and Sasha was good because they, they they can't have a bad match. So that's three matches versus the other three matches from Brooklyn too I think I'm gonna take Brooklyn too. Let's let you know what. Let's go with a push for this one. All right, so we'll move on to take over Toronto and, and Survivor Series. Take over Toronto. Uh, we had seven matches, two on the pre-show. Let's go to the main card. Bobby Roode defeated Todd Dillinger. The AOP defeated TM61 to win the. Dusty Road Tag Team Classic and Paul Ellering was hung above the ring. Okay. Uh, DIY defeated The Revival in a two out of three falls match to uh, win the win the tag team championships. Asuka defeated Mickey James. Joe defeated Nakamura. Now, that's a show. Once again, it's a, TakeOver runs into this theme where three matches book in the entire show and carry the entire show. Uh, Cause that DIY revival match was, mwah, mwah, oh my god, Oscar, Mickey, once again, fire, fire flames, and Joe and <sighs> We're living in this time where, at this point, we're running into takeover, just constantly putting on a good show. Now let's look at Survivor Series. Let's look at Survivor Series. 8 matches, 2 on the pre-shows. We had Team Raw. This is the Women's Survivor Series match. Team Raw, Charlotte Bailey, Nia Alicia and Sasha with Dana Because Dana was with Charlotte at this point. Defeated Team SmackDown, Becky, Alexa, Carmella, and Naomi and Um besides Alexa, everybody in matches is good are good wrestlers so. Okay. The Miz defeated Sammy, retaining the IC title. Team Raw, this is the 10-on-10 tag team match. Uh, The Bar and Zone cast, The Good Brothers, The New Day, and The Shining Stars. Primo and Epico. God Defeated Team SmackDown, American Alpha, Brazango, Heath Slater and Rhino, The Hype Bros, and The Usos. Okay. Brian Kendrick defeated Kalisto by DQ to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. The Cruiserweight Championship actually had a match on Survivor Series. That's shocking. Team SmackDown defeated Team Raw. Team SmackDown was AJ, Bray, Dean Ambrose, Randy, and Shane versus Braun, Jericho, KO, Roman, and Seth. Wait, what? How did Team SmackDown win this fucking match? And in the main event, Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar. Whew. Uh, I don't even remember the Survivor Series. I don't. And nothing stands out besides Glory crushing Brock. So, once again, TakeOver Toronto. Uh, TakeOver just has the edge. Ran to 2017. Right? And. This is where we're like. Alright. This is where they're, they're starting to hold shows back to back. So first up, we got in the beginning here, we had Takeovers, Takeover San Antonio and the Royal Rumble, right? Takeover San Antonio. Eight matches, three on the pre-show. Eric Young defeated Todd Dillinger. Roderick Strong defeated. Uh, Andrade, AOP defeated DIY. Asuka defeated Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross on the Fatal Four Way. And her main event, Bobby Roode, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to win the NXT Championship. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking back. I, I'm, I remember this show because at this point I was just and I was just all in on Takeover. I remember the show, and I remember. One Roderick and Andrade having just a solid match. I remember the tag team title matches being once again phenomenal. Seeing future stars and Oscar, Billy, Peyton, and Nikki. And Rude and Nakamura going for almost 30 minutes. Rude at this point was phenomenal. He was actually getting the respect that he deserved and earned. Good show. Good show. And even Eric Young got a one on one match. Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble this was eight matches three on the pre-show we had Charlotte and Bailey Royal Women's title KO and Roman (laughs) Universal title Neville defeated Rich Swan, cruiserweight title. John Cena, AJ, Randy Orton winning the Rumble. I remember this show because of the John Cena, AJ match. That <laughs> that was amazing. Um, I I want I want to go back and watch it because I don't remember if Charlotte and Bailey was any good, but I remember the show for John Cena versus AJ. And if they just had two or three more good matches on the show, it would have been better than Takeover. But you see the trend, right? I, I, I might give that that Rumble the slight edge, only because of Cena AJ. But, wait, there's more. This right here, this is when the tie turned. TakeOver Orlando. Eight matches, three on the pre-show. Eight matches, three on the pre-show didn't last that long. Sanity defeated Cassius, Ono, Roddick Strong, Ruby Wright, and Ty Dillinger. Okay, Alistair Black, Andrade And this match only went 10 minutes so I'm shocked AOP defeated DIY in the Revival In a Triple Threat Elimination match for the Tag Team Championships Asuka defeated Number Moon And Bobby Roode defeated Shinsuke Nakamura I remember this show Once again being bookended by 3 matches And this time it's not Asuka and Number Moon It was the Alistair Black, Andrade match As this was a precursor to when they were feud For the NXT Championship. Obviously, the tag team title match is the one that stands out, and Rude Nakamura once again thirty minutes. Whereas over on SmackDown, we had WrestleMania Thirty Three. This was the one in Orlando. Hmm, thirteen matches, three on the pre-show, and they're pre- and let am be honest with you, two of the pre-show matches are better than a lot of matches on the main card. So the show opened up with AJ and AJ and Shane. And AJ and Shane went 20 minutes and had no business being that good. So I will, I will give you that. I will give you that. KO Jericho, another good, good, good match. Okay. Bailey uh, defeated Charlotte 9 and Sasha in the elimination match to retain the Raw Women's Championship. Then we had the return of the Hardys. And they won a, a ladder match for the Tackle Championship. Wasn't a great ladder match, but it was still good, not great. Cena and Nikki defeated Miz and Reese. And this is when we started to go downhill. This is when we started to go downhill for the show. So the show was like was like really, really on a good high note. Started out very, very well. But then Cena and Nikki won. They didn't even get married. They broke up. Seth defeated Triple H in another 25-minute match. See the trim with Triple H. Randy beat Bray for the WWE Championship. Brock beat Goldberg. Naomi retained her women's title in the six-pack challenge against... um. Naomi won the women's title, defeating Alexa, Becky, Carmella, Mickey, and Natalya. And Roman defeated Triple H. Yeah. The show started out on a... On a high Note And then for me went downhill Once Cena and and Nikki won their match I'm just Take a Roman main event of the show Because it was about the streak And the match was just okay And, And This is where this Trend of takeovers being better Start to well, be better. So we had. So I said we we're gonna look at the look at the big shows, but let's. Let's see, it happened again because we had backlash and take care of Chicago and take her of Chicago, which is better than backlash, and that's not fought on on the This is when we're this is when we were going. You know, we really started picking up on the on the um. Dual uh the the brand specific pay per views. But then we get to Brooklyn 3, SummerSlam. All right. Brooklyn 3, Takeover. Seven matches, two on the pre show. First match on the show Andrade and Johnny Gargano. Precursor to when they were going to feud for the championship and then. Another, you hear that? That's a chef's kiss. Sanity defeated the AOP. Alistair Black defeated Hideo atami The Asuka defeated Ember Moon. And Drew McIntyre defeated Robert, Bobby Roode. Right? So, up and down. This was actually a very, very good card. Because every match mattered on this card. Asuka was still dominant. Um. Drew... Was slowly starting to climb up and become the Drew McIntyre that we know. Over on SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. 13 matches, 3 on the pre-show. And I'm going to let you know right now, just thinking from memory... The best match in the show was on the pre-show, and that was the Usos versus the New Day for the Texas Championship. And for most of the year, the best matches usually were the Usos and the New Day. But let's look at the let's look at the card, right? Cena versus Baron Corbin, Natalya versus Naomi for the Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship. Big Show beat Big Cass, Randy beat Rusev, Sasha beat Alexa Bliss in the Raw Women's Championship. Demon Finn Balor beat Bray Wyatt. Dean Ambrose and Seth defeated The Bar. For the tag team championship, AJ defeated KO for the United States championship. Shane was the guest referee. Jinder Mahal defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, retaining the WWE championship. Remember when Shinsuke Nakamura was the fucking WWE champion? Pepper's farm remembers. And in the main event, this match was also really, really good. Uh, Brock retained his Universal Championship in a Fatal Four way against Braun, Roman, and Joe. This match was a banger. But once again, one match is a show not make because nothing else really stands out. Whereas if I go back to TakeOver Brooklyn, um, Drew and Bobby Alistair today, like it's just good quality wrestling. And then we and then we follow that up with. War Games. TakeOver War Games took place. Before Survivor Series. This is War Games, y'all. If you don't know what War Games is, Two Rings, Steel Cage, Timers, War. War Games, seven matches, two on the pre-show. Lars Sullivan defeated Cassius Ono. Alistair Black defeated Velveteen Dream. Ember Moon defeated Kyrie Sane, Nikki the and Peyton Royce to win the Vacant Women's Championship. Basically, at this point, Oscar was on the main roster. Almost defeated Drew McIntyre to win the NXT Championship and the Undisputed Era defeated the Arthurs of Pain, Roderick Strong Insanity in a triple threat wargames match I left this show happy Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream were doing the damn thing. Dream just wanted, wanted Black to say his name. Almas and Drew. Oh. Huh. Huh. The fact that Almas is no longer with this company hurts me so much because this guy, this guy is so good. And the War Games match. Dog, it's just... And at this point, Roddy hadn't... hadn't Turn and joined the Undisputed area. This was just a beautiful show. And I just remember. I, I just. It's like having an orgasm. That's how good the show was. Survivor Series. Ten matches. Three on the pre-show. The Shield defeated The New Day. Team Raw Women's. Uh, Alexa, Alicia, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, Nia defeated Team SmackDown. Becky, Naomi, Carmella, Natalya, and Tamina. Okay. All right. Uh, Baron Corbin US Champion Defeated The Miz Raw The uh, Aussie Champion Usos defeated The Bar Tag Team Champions Charlotte defeated Alexa Bliss There was never in- That damage for 15 minutes Oh my god Brock defeated AJ And Team Raw Defeated Team Smackdown um, Here's what I remember about This show The Shield New Day match was good Brock AJ was very, very good. Uso's bar was serviceable. That's what I remember from watching this show. Yeah. Now, like, don't get, Brock AJ was great. But I didn't leave this show thinking Good about the future, whereas I love war games fucking stoked, fucking stoked. Once again, takeover is winning. Then we got Um 2018. We got Takeover Philly. The Royal Rumble that was in Philly. This was the first women's Royal Rumble. We had TakeOver New Orleans and WrestleMania. We had TakeOver Chicago 2 and Money in the Bank. We had TakeOver Brooklyn 4 and SummerSlam. And we had War Games and Survivor Series. And these were all back-to-back shows. All right. That's a lot to take in. So TakeOver Philly. Eight matches: two, three on the pre-show; four on the, uh, five on the main card. We had the Undisputed Era defeat the Arthurs of Pain. Velvetine Dream defeated Cassius Sono. Ember Moon defeated Sh- Shana. Alistair Black defeated Adam Cole, and Andrade defeated Johnny Cargano. Um, solid wrestling. The two last matches. Yes, Alex the Black, Adam Cole, Andrade, Johnny Gargano. Oh, my God. Oh, my Black. Jesus in heaven. Gargano, almost. Gargano versus almost. God, that match was so good. Oh, my God, that match was so good. That match was so good. And also, like Adam Cole, was a good match. And that, that, the shit they did in an Extreme Rules match was nothing short of brutal. See, now I was at the Royal Rumble the next night in Philly. I was there. I was there. And here's what I can remember Ronda Rousey. That's what I remember. Shinsuke went in the Royal Rumble. And the Usos sweeping Gable and Benjamin in the tag team title match, two out of three falls. That's it. That 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 that's that's it. It was the first ever women's it was the first ever women's Royal Rumble with NXT being in the in the in the brand, being in the in the ring with everybody. Takeover Philly just eclipsed this in every way, shape, or form. It just did. And then we need to take over New Orleans versus WrestleMania. Takeover New Orleans had seven matches, two in the pre-show. Our first match was the ladder match to crown the inaugural North American champion, Adam Cole, EC3, Killian Ding, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream. Shayna defeated Ember Moon for the Women's Championship, the Undisputed Era. Defeated the Arthur's opinion and Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. I believe this is when Roddy actually turned and joined the Undisputed Era. Alistair Black defeated Andrade and Johnny and Tommaso had their unsanctioned match. And I remember this show beautifully. It's just, uh, this is when we get to the string of things where TakeOver matters, right? Because Back to, but you had two matches that were back to back classics. Mania 34, 14 matches, three on the pre-show, three. Here's what I remember about this show. Charlotte beating Asuka Kurt and Ronda Defeating Triple H and Stephanie Taker squashing Cena And AJ and Sheamus being underwhelmed Needless to say WrestleMania 34 did not get the widespread critical claim that takeover New Orleans did and there were other matches on the cart Seth won the triple-throw match winning the Aussie title against Miz and Finn gender retained the US title against Randy Bobby Roode and Rusev Um, the bludgeon brothers Defeated the new the Usos the new day to win the tag team championships Um, Daniel and Shane defeated KO and Sammy what I don't Nia won the raw, won the SmackDown, won the Raw Women's Championship from Alexa Bliss, Braun and fucking Nicholas winning the Tekken Championships, and uh, Brock and Roman being underwhelming. Needless to say, this this show did not get the critical claim that, like I said, that Takeover New Orleans did. It was, and I quote from Jack DeMizanis from the independent raw was, I mean, WrestleMania 34 was a mix of brilliance, amusement, and disappointment. Like the Aussie Triple third match was good, but I just, you know, what the less it, less it better. Let's move over to Takeover Chicago two. Wrap this up. Buses outside. Seven matches, five on the pre-show. Undisputed era versus Danny Richard on a in a phenomenal tag team title match Ricochet versus Velva another phenomenal match Shayna beating Nikki Um, the match was 10 minutes but Nikki helped make that match because of her because of Nikki Cross Alistair Black versus Lara Sullivan for the NXT title what and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in that street fight guess what guess what guess what another critically acclaimed show and I like Money in the Bank but uh Yeah, I don't even remember the show. I legitimately don't remember Alexa and Braun winning their money to bank matches. I don't. I remember Alexa cashing in, but I like I, I don't remember the show. Why was Roman Reigns face facing Jinder Mahal on the show? See now we're getting to the string of things where Takeo. We're not even getting to, we're already in the string of TakeOver being better. TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Undisputed Era defeated Mustache Mountain. Another phenomenal tag team title match. Velveteen Dream defeating EC3, Ricochet versus Adam Cole. Phenomenal. Kyrie Saint defeating Shane and Baylor. Ciampa Gargano, Last Man Standing. Another critically acclaimed pay per view. Back to back to back to back. You see it is happening. SummerSlam. What do I remember about this show? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Absolutely. Oh, you know what I remember? I remember Charlotte winning the women's championship, and Becky was like, "Fuck this!" And that's when we got the birth of the man. That's what I remember. I remember Joe losing, always losing. Why? That's it. Once again. Takeover outshine another WWE pay-per-view War Games 2018. Eight matches, three on the pre-show. Riddle, Ono, Shayna, Kyrie. Two out of three falls. Austin Black, Johnny Gargano, Champa, Velveteen Dream. War Games. Pete Dunne ricochet War Raiders versus the UE. Now the show wasn't, let's say, critically acclaimed, but guess what? It was still a really, 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 really good show. Survivor series. Uh this was the birth of the man. The the and that's why it stands out. This is when we had, you know, Raw vs. SmackDown, champions versus champions, and I don't remember the show. Besides Charlotte can't beat Rhonda, excuse me. And Brock beating Daniel Bryan. At this point, do I need to continue or should I dive into 2019? Because I can let you know right now. TakeOver Phoenix was better than the Royal Rumble. TakeOver New York was better than WrestleMania 35. TakeOver Toronto was better than SummerSlam that year. Takeover War Games was better than Survivor Series. I don't remember. The main event of Survivor Series was Becky Bailey and Shayna. I oh, that was the Survivor Series with NXT one. That was actually a good show because uh, <laughs> that was actually a good show. But I remember War Games just being better. It happened again in 2020 and that was that was our pandemic year and i, I want to say that this was the f- first year in 2021 where i think it was a push in a long time so we're at this point where right now when you think of takeover pay-per-views coming up you go i'm excited i want to see this i want to watch this i can't miss a second because i know i'm going to get Storyline conclusion, storylines birth, and quality, quality wrestling, where they're giving it their all. And when we think of a WrestleMania, a, WrestleMania, a SummerSlam, a Survivor Series, okay, we're, we're supposed to care, but do I really care? That's the thing, folks. Triple H has definitely gone out of his way to make us care about TakeOver in NXT. And I'm happy that, Trip, that Triple H is doing this because now we got Takeover UK. And I wasn't, I haven't even talked about Takeover UK, and they constantly just put on perfection. At this point, I don't know what else to tell you. As wrestling fans, you know that Takeover is where it's at when it comes to the day to be in their shows, their pay per views. We just went down five, what four or five years of just. TakeOver being better. Why are we still having this debate? I'm excited for this year. we got the Thunderdome. We've got the CWC. We're going to start seeing them going back on the road again. And TakeOver does need that giant crowd again. And that's what, see, the giant crowd helps elevate TakeOver to the status that it is is now. Because after watching Stand and Deliver, I I was looking back on the show, I'm like, damn, this show could have really used a giant crowd. They still put on a solid show, but I just wasn't feeling it. You guys know. But, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know why. TakeOver... matters (laughs) matters <laughs> uh, you can find me on the socials charismatic underscore creations 52 on Instagram the YouTube channel is almost done the website is almost done you can find me on Facebook charismatic creation studios uh, check Instagram because I, I don't know what the schedule is going to be for next month as there will be one two there's going to be five shows next month. Wow. Okay. It's going to be five shows next month. But yeah. Thank you for listening. I am your host. I am Jeremy Pierce, the head of the table. Anna Jay is no longer wearing a sling. My baby is healing. I know she's proud of Ty for putting on that amazing match with Hikaru Sheeta. Anna. Anna. How at you, boy. Peace.